Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 1 through 7. Hear these words of scripture. This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jehoiachin and the queen mother, the court officials, and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the skilled workers and the artisans, had gone into exile from Jerusalem. He entrusted the letter to Elisa, son of Shaphan, and to Gamariah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. It said, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I couldn't help but smile. <laughs> while Matt was saying all those, those names in Hebrew, um, he figured out that I, I chose him for this morning because he has a PhD in New Testament studies. So he does know um, some Hebrew and some Greek, and so it helped him in this, this reading. Um, stay tuned for the 10 o'clock service when we do not have a PhD reader, but also a very capable Christian reader reading the scripture. When my son was little, my mother-in-law taught me how to knit. I wasn't particularly skilled at it. I'm, I still am not. But it was a way for us to connect together and for her to teach me something that the Welch women before me had loved to do together. And my first project was a blanket. It was a simple project. I could do the same stitch over and over and over again. And it took me a long time to make much progress at all, but slowly my blanket took shape. Now, my son was about two at the time, and he was at the stage where he wanted to help with everything that I was doing. And we were cleaning up one afternoon, and I left my knitting sitting on the coffee table. Instead of putting it in my knitting bag where it goes, no one knows why I did this, probably because I, was, I just dropped it and I was running after a two-year-old, because that happens. But my son saw it when we were cleaning up, and before I could say anything, he said, here, Mommy, I help. And he picked up my knitting, and he put it in the bag. Now, if you know anything about an unfinished knitting project, you know that you have to handle them with care. You have to hold the needle and the project together, because if you pull out that needle, 
it all falls apart. And sure enough, that's what my sweet, little, helpful two-year-old did. He picked up my unfinished blanket, and it unraveled. <laughs> and he looked at the knitting sitting there on the floor, and he looked at me, and he said, uh-oh, mommy. <laughs> now, there are many ways that our own worlds can unravel, not simply a blanket that we are knitting, but our own very lives. As a pastor, I have the honor of being with people in some of their most difficult moments, the death of a loved one, working through a divorce, medical diagnoses, illnesses, loss of a job, addiction, and mental illness. These are the unravelings of life as we live in this broken world. Now, we each have our own ideas. We have our plans and our dreams and our hopes for how our lives will work out. And when things don't go as planned, we experience grief and disappointment, pain and trauma. And if we don't recognize and acknowledge those feelings, honor them and work through them, then they can, they can fester and they can come out in all kinds of unproductive ways. So this worship series of Unraveled, it's meant to acknowledge that life doesn't always go as planned. Sometimes our tightly knit, beautiful plans, they unravel into loose threads, and our identity or the path that we were on, it comes all undone. And it can feel like God isn't there at all, like God has left us there to pick up the pieces. Now, this series isn't going to fix anything. It's not going to make us feel 100% better about everything that we have gone through in life, especially in the past couple of years. But it's a step in acknowledging our pain, remembering that even, if, even though it feels like it, God has not left us. And in today's scripture, we can see how that is true. The Israelites, their lives have been unraveled. They were taken out of their home in Jerusalem and into exile in Babylon. They, they called Jerusalem home because they believed that God lived there, that God was there in Jerusalem. So not only had they been robbed of their home, but when they were taken into exile in Babylon, they lost their identity and their welfare and their perceived proximity to God. Then in this letter, God, through the prophet of, of Jeremiah, delivers a, this startling message to them. Jeremiah says, settle in and build homes. Plant gardens in this foreign land. Get married and have families and help your children to get married so that they have their own families because you're going to be here a while. Now, that's not what the Israelites had planned. Originally, their plan was to be at home with God in Jerusalem, where their temple was, in the land that God had given to them. But that plan, it unraveled when King Nebuchadnezzar took them into exile in Babylon. And now they're in exile, and their plan is to go back home as soon as possible, to be with God, to be in their land. But then with these words of Jeremiah, their plans unravel yet again. 
God was telling them to settle in, that this was going to be their new home. So what does this all mean? Where is God in all of this? We can imagine, and maybe we don't even have to imagine very hard, we know personally how discouraged they were feeling in these moments. Because we've all faced times when it feels like God has turned God's back on us. God has denied us or or broken a promise with us. And like at least some of these Israelite exiles, we come to the end of our unraveled rope and we give up hope. But in today's scripture, we see this unraveling and then we also are reminded that when it feels like all hope is lost, that's when hope can also be found. Because it's in this new and this difficult place that God tells them through Jeremiah to build houses, to settle down, to plant the gardens and eat what they produce, to marry, to have sons and daughters, increase in number, don't decrease. They are assured in this that that by God, through God, life is possible, that home and family, food and shelter, all the things that support humans and make human beings possible, all of that is possible in exile. They are assured that the creation blessing that God gave humans back in the very beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, that, that promise, that blessing is even true in exile, where God says, be fruitful and multiply. It's possible even when your plans have unraveled, when life has unraveled, even then, with God, a good life is still possible. Because God is with us, even in that exile. Even when it feels like God isn't. Throughout my life, I have dealt with bouts of depression. And through the years, I've gone to counseling and then I practiced learning to distinguish between the voice of my depression talking and the voice of truth. The voice of depression, it sounds real. And, and the feeling of depression, that is very real. But that voice of depression, it says, you can't do this. It's time to just give up. It's, it's not worth it. Just stay in bed. But that voice, it's, it's real. It, it feels very real, but it's not true. The true voice is the one that says, this is so very hard right now, but you're strong. You're not alone, and you can get through this. It will take time. It will be hard, but you can get through this. And I share that because when life unravels and and things don't work out as we plan, it can feel like God has let us down, like God is far away from us, and that feeling is real, and it's valid, and it's hard. But it's not true. God is there. God is with us. No matter what life looks like, 
no matter what we have planned and whether that plan has completely unraveled in a pile at our feet. God is there working amongst the threads and the crumbs and the rubble to bring hope and to bring comfort and strength even when it feels like all is lost. The psalmist in Psalm 18 says this, I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I have been saved from my enemies. The cord of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction, they overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me and the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From God's temple, God heard my voice. My cry came before God into God's ears. And God reached down from on high and took a hold of me. God drew me out of the deep waters. God rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. God brought me out into a spacious place. God rescued me because God delighted in me. That is what we can see here in the scripture of Jeremiah. And that's what we can feel in our own hearts too. When my helpful little two-year-old son picked up my knitting and accidentally unraveled it all onto the floor, I took the needles, I took the thread, and I started again. I hadn't planned to do that, to spend all of that extra time on things that I had already done. But I had a lot of practice. And life happens. People try to help. It doesn't work out well. We have our own best intentions, and it doesn't work out well. But God is there. And when our dreams unravel, God will help us to pick up all of the pieces and to start again. God will help you to start again. I am so grateful and thankful for a God who helps us to start again, not just by ourselves, but with one another. Amen. And we know that this table... I have my, this is the, the illustrious blanket. I don't know if illustrious is the right word. But this is, this is the blanket that is still undone because, well, life happens. But it's very pretty and soft. And it takes a weaving together, and it takes time and intention. Just as coming to this table, coming to God with all of us takes time and it takes intention. We know that Christ invites to this table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with God and one another. So therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Creator God, being faithful, it has never been easy. You asked Noah to build a ship. You asked the Israelites to plant gardens and build homes 
while they were in exile. You asked the prophets to speak challenging truths. You asked the disciples to drop their nets and to follow you. You ask us to love bigger than society wants to. Being faithful to you has never been easy, and as a result, we often miss the mark. Forgive us for holding tightly to our human-made plans. Forgive us for the times that we say no to you so that we can say yes to ourselves and unravel the grip that we have on our agenda so that we can make room for you. Gratefully, we pray. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread from his table. And after giving thanks to God, he broke the bread. And he told his disciples, take, eat, and do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup after they had finished their supper and thanked God yet again. And then told his disciples, this is the cup of my new covenant, given for you and for many for the forgiveness of your sins. Drink of this, and as often as you do, do this in remembrance of me. Most holy Lord, beautiful and unending God, we pray that you might pour your spirit on us gathered here, on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ so that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, Lord, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. God, we know that you weave us together. You take the threads of our lives and you weave us together to make us whole and then you knit us together with one another to make your beautiful church. God, help us to go into the world strengthened by you and by one another so that we might show your world, your love, your hope even in the times of difficulty, your redemption, your freedom, your peace. We pray these things through the power of your spirit. Amen. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. Eternal God, we are so very grateful 
for your love and your grace that makes us whole. When we come to you tired and broken, beaten up by life, you hold us up. You put us back together. You give us a great big hug when you send us on your way, holding our hands with every single step. God, thank you for the opportunity to be together with you, with one another. Empower us. Send us into the world to do your good work in your name. We pray these things through the power of your spirit and redeemed and knowing that we are your good creation. Amen. Now I invite you to stand in body or in spirit as we sing our closing song. seated. As we go from our time together today, I want to help you to um, take this and what we've learned and, and what God has spoken to us and go into the world and do God's good work. And we have a few opportunities to do that here at BUMC. And one is our Sunday school classes that have begun again. 
At 9.15, there is a spiritual practices class each week. There, Jenny will introduce you to a new spiritual practice and invite you to work through it, practice it there, and then go into the next week and practice it throughout the week. See if it fits. See if it helps you to connect with God better and more fully, and then come back for another practice next week. And then at 11 o'clock, we have our hymn sing that is here in the sanctuary. And Sue Ellenberger has um, prepared some introductions to each of the hymns and is taking um, some suggestions to sing some hymns together. And it's a way to connect to our theology through our hymns. And then also at 11 o'clock, we have our kids who are learning together about the Lord's Prayer on the fourth floor. And then on Tuesday, we have our multi-ethnic conversation, which is an opportunity to gather together online on Zoom at 7 o'clock, and we'll meet monthly to talk about how we can be a sanctuary, how we can take that next step in multi-ethnic inclusion. So you're invited to join us for that conversation. And then also we have an opportunity to joyfully gather together on President's Day. We'll have our fellowship players matinee. And at 2 o'clock um, on President's Day, which is mon Monday, um, it's not tomorrow, it's a, another week from tomorrow. That's like very, the, the, the year is going very quickly. Does it feel like the world, is, the, the year is going very quickly? Okay, it's not just me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anyway, you can come and you, we can have a lot of fun watching this Bye Bye Birdie that was from 1995 and our fellowship players here at BUMC. You can see some, um, some, some, some new faces, some old faces that are younger, newer than? I don't know exactly how to say that. But um, from, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be downstairs in the fellowship hall. And we're going to watch it on the big screen. I think, Fran, were you, for, were you in it? Or was, no, you weren't in it. It was somebody else. Oh, you were in Sound of Music. That's right. Okay. Okay. Well, we have, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have popcorn. We're going to joyfully gather together. And so I encourage you, um, call off work if you have to. And, and join us for the matinee next Monday. And then um, I also want to remind you of our link tree that has all of the opportunities to connect through BUMC and to BUMC. Um, any questions that you have, you can connect with the office, you can call us or email us, you can connect with me, and we can help you to find your place here in our church. And so with that, let us receive our benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.